Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, April 8th, 2021. President Biden pushes gun control measures. We'll discuss that. Plus, the most powerful man in Washington, Senator Joe Manchin, puts a stake in the ground on Biden's agenda. And finally, some key developments in critical gubernatorial contests across the nation. Today, gun control was on top of the agenda for President Biden as he put forth a series of actions his administration is going to be taking to try and prevent the spread of gun violence, something he called an epidemic in this country. There are phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. And today, I'm announcing several initial steps my administration is taking to curb this epidemic of gun violence. The executive actions include efforts to restrict so-called ghost guns that can be built using parts and instructions purchased online and make the buyers undergo background checks, more heavily regulating arm braces used to make firing a pistol more accurate, Biden is calling on the Justice Department to release annual reports monitoring firearm traffic, and he's calling for national red flag laws. In addition to these efforts, Biden also announced the nomination of a gun control advocate, David Chipman, to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. Chipman is an ATF veteran, but he is going to have a rocky road to confirmation. There hasn't been a permanent director in place at the ATF since 2015, largely due to stalled politics over the gun issue. As a candidate, Biden had promised to send a bill to Congress day one dealing with gun control. That did not happen. These actions today are coming, of course, after the recent mass shootings we saw in Georgia and in Colorado. Just yesterday, a shooting spree in South Carolina left at least five people dead. The Biden administration acknowledges this is just an initial and somewhat limited first step towards those common sense solutions that Biden pledged he would pursue last month. President Biden also called for a reinstatement of an assault weapons ban, something that he got passed as a senator back in 1994. Gun control has been an issue Biden has been working on for decades, but many activists are concerned that he's not working quickly enough as president to resolve this issue. Now, here's what else matters today. Senator Joe Manchin, who apparently is the most powerful man in Washington, he penned an op-ed in the Washington Post under a headline which read, quote, I will not vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. He also makes clear in the Washington Post op-ed that he disapproves of using reconciliation as a means around regular Senate order for legislation. Quote, We should all be alarmed at how the budget reconciliation process is being used by both parties to stifle debate around the major issues facing our country today. He goes on to say, Senate Democrats must avoid the temptation to abandon our Republican colleagues on important national issues. Republicans, however, have a responsibility to stop saying no and participate in finding real compromise with Democrats. So there you have Manchin offering a warning to both parties. Of course, always playing that man-in-the-middle role. It works for him as a Democrat back home in very Republican West Virginia. But his words here complicate 
the Biden administration's path to getting their big infrastructure bill passed. Now, this comes just a day after you heard Joe Biden make a real plea to Republicans to put an idea forward. Begin the work of meeting with the administration and really trying to form some compromise. The Biden administration would love to pass infrastructure with Republican help in the Senate. But the one thing Joe Biden said is inaction is not a possible outcome for him. He refuses to do nothing. And so if Republicans continue to put up a wall of opposition and the only path for Democrats is to use the budget reconciliation process to get infrastructure through. The question for Manchin becomes, at that point, after Biden and Democrats in the Senate have really tried bipartisan outreach, but Republicans did not heed the warning from Manchin in his op-ed that they can't just say no, at that point, will Manchin get on board and vote according to those rules to allow that bill to go through with just Democratic votes, just the 51? And on the filibuster, which Manchin has made clear for months he's not going to get rid of, he's not the only one. He is not the only Democrat standing in the way of ridding the Senate of the filibuster and then passing some big ticket items like voting rights or gun control or immigration reform without a 60-vote threshold, with just a majority of the Senate. Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Gene Shaheen and Maggie Hassan, two Democrats of New Hampshire, have all indicated real reservations with the idea of just eliminating the filibuster. So in that area, Joe Manchin is not the only person on the Democratic side standing in the way of enacting those big ticket items. And finally today, some key developments in some critical gubernatorial contests this year and next. First up, the Virginia governor's race. We are looking at that Democratic primary taking place in just a couple of months in June, where Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia, is seeking his old job. As you know, Virginia governors are not allowed to seek and serve consecutive four-year terms. They don't run for re-election. Well, today, McAuliffe picked up the endorsement of the current sitting Virginia governor, Democrat Ralph Northam. And what's interesting about that, Northam, of course, was McAuliffe's lieutenant governor. But what's really interesting is that McAuliffe's getting this endorsement despite the fact that just two years ago, he called for Northam's resignation. That's when Northam was facing that scandal and controversy over the photo of what appeared to be him in blackface back in his youth. Some other governor races to watch. In New York, Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin announced today he's going to leave Congress and seek to become the Republican nominee to run for governor in New York. He is going to make his whole case as to why Andrew Cuomo is a failed governor in New York. That's his whole approach to this. But let's be clear, folks. New York is an overwhelmingly Democratic state. And by the way, Lee Zeldin may have been out of a job anyway. New York is set to lose at least one congressional seat in redistricting, and that could have been Zeldin's seat. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.